Ah, oh. oh, we are live. Hey, guys. <laughs> I waited too long to start. So, we are live. This is the Hake Report, and uh, let's get right into it. I don't know, guys. Just a heads up. I don't believe that DLive is working. DLive is having problems, and it's not my fault. Somebody said to email DLive. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Sorry, guys. Find Hake on YouTube. All right, let's get started. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. So, what's up guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report and we are live on YouTube. Apparently not DLive because we've been streaming all night. And shout out to Dark Side of the Bear for emailing me the tip. And I um, disconnected, reconnected, I on, went on restream, removed the channel, re-put it back up, reconnected via Lino, and nothing worked. And I'm speaking a foreign language to a lot of you boomers. <laughs> and actually, probably a lot of people, but DLive is one of the main channels, one of my favorite channels on which I stream. But they're having a glitch, and apparently multiple people are experiencing this. And I don't know whether it's something Joel done pushed, pushed a button and acted like he didn't do anything, or if I left a, something on, or Nick, or DLive messed up. Because I think that it's D-Live related. I think it's those people. I think that, aren't they Chinese or Japanese? Ooh! <laughs> As Jesse Lee Peterson would say. But sorry, guys. I'm, it's so disappointing. Um, let me just type into the D-Live people. YouTube.com slash the Hake Report. Boom. Sorry, y'all. What a mess. But anyways, it's Friday, March 6th, 2020, in one week. <laughs> I've been seeing, I've been seeing um, these previews for this horror movie or thriller movie or whatever called The Hunt, which was postponed because it depicts liberals hunting and killing deplorables, meaning Trump supporters. And it's kind of like a... Uh, horror, civil war, apocalypse scenario, and it's just evil. But um, I think it's trying to point out evil and the division in the country and all that mess. But whatever. So, guys, I'm sorry about D-Live. I'm, I'm, like, driven to the point of distraction over this issue. So, anyways. My, um... Did I say everything? Make sure you check out Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. We are going to be springing forward. And, Joel, you know what that means. We're going to be complaining. Actually, we won't because we are overcomers. <laughs> We're more than conquerors, right? We'll see. Um, my executive producer, Jesse Lee Peterson, suggested that I cover clips from Trump's town hall, Fox News town hall, which took place in um, Scranton, PA. Pennsylvania, last night, yesterday, and I saw it on the Fox News channel, because we have it playing silent in the office, we are boomers, we are neocons, it's <laughs> playing, but um, a little bit of leftover in us, but um, I wasn't, I didn't want to turn it on, because I was listening and watching Jesse Lee Peterson on InfoWars yesterday, on uh, Owen Schroyer's um, The War Room, or War Room, show. Jesse Lee Peterson was on there. It's cool. And so I didn't watch or hear what what President Trump said, but he was interviewed in a town hall setting in Scranton, PA, put on by Fox News, um, by Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. The two nice people, they're nice, um, from Fox News. So I have a couple of clips 
for you that I just want to play, and um, they're not my clips, they're Nick's clips, and I wonder if the timing is off. Is it Okay, nice, he did it. He did it right this time. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and play it, and then, and then, so I'll show you a good example, I'm assuming, because Trump tends to set a good example, and then if I have time, I'll show you guys some bad examples. Elizabeth Warren, Bill Clinton... And then maybe I'll jump back to, like, a good example from the Bible. I looked up those Bible verses that I've been teasing and telling you guys about that I was thinking of when this whole um, controversy came out over the Bloomberg ads. But anyways, let's hear President Trump talking to the people, taking questions and giving great answers, I'm presuming. Um, unfortunately, uh, insult politics have become a staple of this political environment. Could there be a way that we can deliver your message without the controversial rhetoric? And I think the country is far more united than people think. And ultimately, what's uniting the country is success. When they hit us, we have to hit back. I feel that. I mean, there's two ways of doing it, turning your cheek. But I wouldn't be sitting up here if I turned my cheek. If I said, okay, let them just keep hitting at me, and I won't do it, they're not interviewing me right now. They're interviewing somebody else. Maybe they won't even be doing that. Because if they don't get ratings, they don't interview anybody. That I've learned. (laughs) But you know what? Uh, You can't turn your cheek. I mean, we get hit. We get hit so hard. And we have a media that is, uh, you know, I say... To a large extent, it's a part of the Democrat Party. It really is. It's terrible. I call it fake news. I've used that, and people are using that, I guess, all over the world right now, and that's the way it is. We have to fight back. If we don't fight back, you won't be a fan of mine very long. But I appreciate the question. Thank you. Nice. Right on. He's right. Um, to be honest, that's like a female question. That's like a neocon rhino question. Insult politics? Please. Trump is telling the truth about people. So right on to Trump for, uh... <laughs> he was very polite, too. He's, you'll notice that Trump faces tough questions and he just stays even. He may shut a person down when he needs to, but that guy was polite about it. He didn't need to be like, oh, that is such a racist question. Remember when he, he said to a black reporter, that is such a racist question. <laughs> Ah, boomers, you gotta love them, especially ones that are tough. So, right on to President Trump. And he is right, you have to, it's kind of like what, um, I mentioned when an, when, um, Jason Lee Peterson was asking us, the experts, about the men's forum, and how Jesse Lee Peterson said that when the father, when the father is facing a, an issue with the wife going doing wrong, the wife in this case being the liberal media, the Democrats, the rhinos, the female-minded, weak liberals and betas, right? Um, the husband or the man, which is Trump, has to correct them in front of the, the children, the people. And he said it's a great example. And, and in some cases it comes off as so-called insulting. But it's, it's such, it's like perfect. It's like love or something. It's, I love it. It is so refreshing. This is bigger than the wall. You know, a lot of you guys think that we elected Trump because he said he was going to build a wall and send the illegals back. And that's nice. That's definitely a big part of the things that we liked about him, that I liked about him. But I loved this stuff about him, where he is overcoming that fake, weak, fake um, decorum culture. It's it's pathetic. Insult politics. I hope that man never uses that term again, because he's like a good-looking guy, the guy that asked the question. He's like, insult politics, unfortunately, has become part of it. Please, you don't know what it used to be like. It used to be pretty horrible. Even back in the day, people were insulting each other, even dueling. Some, I think two guys had a shootout. One guy, shot, one guy shot the other to death. And I'm not saying that that's good politics or whatever, but please. Anyways, here's part B, and then we'll get on with the rest of the show. Here's part B. We are so divided as a country. 
I have family members who do not speak to me and recently was told, if you support Trump, you are no longer part of my life. How are you going to bring us together? So I, I gave an answer before success, but it's really a little bit more than that, because we've had great success and there is a division. There's no question about it. Uh, politicians have to be able to be civil. If they're not, you have to fight back. You have to. Otherwise, we're not going to be. There's a there's a movement on and I call them the radical left Democrats. And it really is the radical left because we have plenty of Democrats that are terrific and they want to see, you know, let's get together. Let's get things done. But we could do even so much more. We talked about a great question on the border and the border question's true, but we should get rid of the loopholes. You can't do that without Democrat votes. I really believe we're going to win this next election. And when we do, the other side's going to say, OK, that's it. Let's get along. <laughs> I really believe that. But we have to win the election. Some of them are. <laughs> As being very gracious, I guess. I, I doubt that most of them will say, OK, let's get along. But he has to kind of beat them into submission. <laughs> and um, you'll notice that he embarrasses the enemy and then is so gracious with them. Remember that, Google that picture, Romney, dinner, Trump. I think that may help pull it up. I'm just picturing this photograph of President Trump, President-elect Trump at least, after he won his election and Mitt Romney had come out against him because Mitt Romney is such a rhino. I voted for him and I was wrong. <laughs> but Mitt Romney is a disgusting, basically a Democrat um, person who goes up against Trump and smears him and tries to do these emergency coups against President Trump, who's setting, like, a good example. But Romney pretends that he's the one setting a good example. And so after Trump won the election, Trump had a little dinner with Mitt Romney, and then somebody got a photograph of it, and Romney looking all sheepish. <laughs> and Trump looking his usual self, just smiling. And Romney's all weak. <laughs> he just punks these people and it's more than just punking them because he's like I don't know it's like that's that's class that's how you force people to behave right on to President Trump so I'm sure you guys have all heard but it's hard on a woman in America you know how um, people say that it's hard on a black man being black in America is tough that's what that's what LeBron James said, and it's such a common refrain. Well, it's even harder for women. I'm, ki I'm kidding, but there's these female-minded liberals, the media, AP, far-left outlet, anti-American Associated Press. They're, I know that they're like somewhat respected, and I like harping on this point, that AP is considered like just hard news. A lot of... A lot of Outlets like Breitbart, Fox News, and many others will reprint AP articles. Just say, from AP, and then they'll print the whole thing that the AP people wrote. Associated Press. Giant, I guess, so-called journalistic organization. But they're far-left activists. They use the wrong pronouns for the transgenders. They kiss up to what the transgenders pretend to want to be. When they're actually men, they call them she if they want to be called a she, if the, the, if the male wants to be called a she, they'll use, they probably even use the word they for someone who wants to be referred to as they or them, the, non, the gender non-binary people. I've seen NBC News do it, and others, ABC probably, CBS, disgusting people. And so AP also doesn't want to even use, um, they don't even want to use, the term illegal alien anymore. That came out in like 2013 or 2014 or so when I was in the early days of my being producer for Jesse Lee Peterson. So they're activists. They're not um, honest journalists. So <laughs> I'm sure most of you have heard that Elizabeth Warren dropped out. I got this from Drudge. AP headline, and I have this one. Uh, Warren ends her presidential campaign centering the race on two men. And look at this picture, that's from AP as well, I think. 
Warren ends the presidential campaign centering the race on two men. And that was written by Bill. Can you read that for me, Joel? Bill what? Will? Will Weiser. Will Weiser. Weiser. Hmm. Interesting. But AP reports Elizabeth Warren ended her once promising presidential campaign. Just consider how AP kisses up to these liberals, especially the Elizabeth Warren, when their whole tone changes when they're talking about Trump. They are very incredulous about Trump. They act like he has no validity in what he's saying, and it's just very dismissive. I've noticed when I'm reading articles about Trump, but here's them talking about Elizabeth Warren. Once promising presidential campaign on Thursday, after failing to finish higher than third place in any of the 18 states that have voted so far. I didn't know that many voted already. While the Massachusetts senator said she was proud of her bid, she was also candid in expressing disappointment that a formerly diverse field is essentially now do- down to two men. And this is so sh- such shallow, bogus speech. BS, bogus speech. I learned that from a former, um, a former guest host for Jesse Lee Peterson, bogus speech. BS stands for bogus speech, not the other one. Oh, listen to her, listen to these quotes and how like AP is going along with this too. No, no incredulousness about this dumb, shallow mindset. All those little girls who are going to have to wait four more years, Warren told reporters outside her home in Cambridge, Massachusetts, as her voice cracked. <laughs> She's so, so much for a strong woman with her voice cracking. That's going to be hard for those little girls who have to wait four more years for a female president. Known, I'm shaking my head for those of you who can't see me on the video if you're listening to the audio podcast. Known for having a plan for that. I have a plan for that. It was a cute refrain that she used to say. Trying to be cute anyways. She's not. Warren electrified progressives. Electrified. Trump was actually electrifying people. Meaning like bringing real godly, manly energy Elizabeth Warren wasn't electrifying anybody, but AP's kissing up. Electrified progressives, which is a liberal word for um, communists, basically, for much of the past year by releasing reams of policy proposals, meaning a whole bunch of writing, reams being stacks of papers, that address such issues as maternal health care. They're not for maternal health care means mother's health care. No. They are for abortion. Um, college debt, criminal justice reform, meaning letting the criminals out of jail easy, and the new coronavirus. She planned to pay for many of her ambitious proposals with a two-cent tax on fortunes worth more than $50 million, an idea that prompted chants of two cents, two cents at her rallies. A communist. Trojan horse. So this ex-Planned Parenthood president, Cecile Richards, whom Jesse Lee Peterson once, with whom President uh, Jesse Lee Peterson once worked, back when he was in the unions, she was a union woman. Here's a quote from this ex-Planned Parenthood president: "I think we all have to really interrogate why being for someone other than someone who looks like almost every other president we've had in terms of age and gender." Why everything else is seen as risky, said Cecile Richards, the former president of Planned Parenthood. Google a picture of Cecile Richards just to show the people what this woman looks like. Short-haired, pretty lady, but ugly on the inside. Evil. It's, also, it's kind of hard to believe. Every time I get introduced as the most powerful woman, I almost cry because I wish that were not true, she, she said Thursday. I so wish that we had a woman president of the United States. I don't know who's speaking there, if that's Cecile or if that's Elizabeth Warren. Maybe, oh, you know what? I think that's Nancy Pelosi. It is. (laughs) That's Nancy Pelosi speaking. Every time I get introduced as the most powerful woman in the world, I guess, I almost cry because I wish that were not true, she said. On Thursday, I so wish we had a woman president of the United States. There's Cecile Richards. 
Isn't she like a pr- like, I don't know. Oh yeah, here's Haig thinking everybody's pretty, huh? Tulsi Gabbard is still in the race. Yeah, Joelle even agrees she's pretty. Thank you, Joelle. She's 30% pretty. <laughs> uh, but a horrible person. She was president of Planned Parenthood, which kills babies. That just shows you. It reminds me, I've, I've told this story at least once before. Um, I was on, before I worked for Jesse Peterson, I, I would sometimes travel with him as his bodyguard or uh, travel companion assistant. And I was on the phone with him after I got back from buying groceries or something. And I was making my lunch back when I was healthier. I had a healthier habits. And I would get these grape tomatoes from uh, Ralph's, which is like a block away from my house. My little guest house that I had by myself. It was awesome. Um, in Temple City. So nice. 600 a month. It was awesome. Utilities included. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sidetracked. But I got these gr- awesome, like, little grape tomatoes. They're bearable. You eat them, whatever. Well, they looked great, perfect. But then I pull, I turn one over, and sure enough, there's this white, moldy stuff coming out of one of them, or two of them. And I'm like, oh, man. And I told Jesse, I was on the phone with him. And he's all, take them back and get your money back. <laughs> And what he said was, it's like a beautiful woman. Outside, they, I'm like, but they look so good, other than this. <laughs> he said, it's like a beautiful woman. On the outside, they look beautiful, but inside is full of uh, horrible stuff. <laughs> that's Cecile Richards. And that's so many, I mean, people anyways. But Nancy Pelosi is phony. Tulsi Gabbard is even phony, to be honest, guys and gals. I know that a lot of you guys like Tulsi Gabbard because she's um, the most interesting Democrat, which is not saying much, but she is. Um, She's not for this uh, getting involved in wars with Syria and stuff like that. And I'm I'm okay with her on that stuff. But she is phony. Her criticisms of Trump sometimes about race and all that other junk is so dumb. She kissed up to the homosexuals because she was raised conservative. She was raised not supporting homosexuality. I think she was raised Christian. Hawaiian woman. My age, I think. And then she she kneeled when she gave her husband a replacement for a ring that he lost. (laughs) But anyways, Tulsi Gabbard is still running for president, but she's been shut out by the Democrats because they don't like anybody remotely interesting. And she is remotely interesting. But anyways, here's the last line of this AP article that I'm going to tell you guys, and then I'll get to calls and stuff. Clearly aware of her power, which she has none, Warren didn't rush to endorse either Sanders or Biden. What a jerk of a woman, right? (laughs) She's supposed to be friends with Bernie Sanders. And ideologically, she agrees with Bernie, not Joe Biden. Oh, here's the last, last line. But now, you know, now, many of you guys don't even know what now is. N-O-W, National Organization Against Women. Or National Organization of Women Who Hate Men, according to Jesse, which is true. (laughs) Promise? Tony Van Pelt, T-O-N-I, female name. Van Pelt, president of National Organization um, for Women Who Hate Men, urged Elizabeth Warren against siding with Sanders and noted Biden's involvement in the passage of the Violence Against Women Act. And what a crock that Violence Against Women Act is. You all know, everybody knows that women are more violent towards men than the other way around. But men are stronger. Warren said outside her house on Thursday that gender in this race, that is a trick question. Since any woman running for office who acknowledges sexism is derided as a whiner, which she is, and those who don't aren't accepting reality. But nonetheless, she suggested her road might have been harder than that of the male candidates. It's hard on a woman in America. I was told at the beginning of this whole undertaking that there are two lanes, a progressive lane that Bernie Sanders is the incumbent for, and a moderate lane, and Joe Biden is not a moderate. These are just, they're both far left. 
is the incumbent for, she said. And there is no room for anyone else in this. I thought it wasn't right, but evidently I was wrong. Yep, you were. She's not a likable person. She's just not. I mean, she's likable as a, as a liberal um, uh, professor. She used to be a professor. And I could picture her being a likable professor, even though she's nasty. Like, yes, this is a nasty woman, but entertaining professor. I would imagine. Because I've had some liberal professors. You know, I went to Pasadena City College. And I invited one of my professors onto the Jesse Lee Peterson show, and he ended up, like, cussing me out and being like, Good day, sir. Don't write me again. But, anyways, um, that's that phony kiss-up-to-women stuff. Um, Let me get to some calls, and then I'll talk Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is, yeah, he's humiliating himself and trying to set men up against, set up men to be, Losers for life. That's my take on it. I don't even know if he's trying, but he, that's what he's ending up doing. Uh, Ryan out of Greenville, North Carolina. Ryan, good to hear from you. What's up? Hey, Hank. Hey. Um, nice to hear from you. Yeah. Um, I was calling because, um, I mean, this question is more good towards Jesse, but um, okay. I just wanted to ask it, ask it anyways. But my question was, um, how come Jesse has his church service on Sunday when the Sabbath day is supposed to be on Saturday? Um, that's how, that's how the culture is now, is everybody has church. For the most part, people just have church on Sundays. But you'll notice, you'll notice he takes his day off on, on the Sabbath, on the Saturday. He doesn't work on Saturday. Oh. Interesting, huh? I, I noticed Joel does that. And I've started to try to do that a little bit. There is no try, right? But isn't that interesting? So I work on Sundays because I do my show and then I um, help put out the Sunday show for Jesse, yeah. the Sunday church service for Jesse online. So you can have your Sabbath and then you go to church on the first day of the week. Isn't that interesting? I. I don't know. I'm okay with this setup. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I mean... I are, like, you, are you a Seventh-day um, Adventist, or are you just um, learning about this stuff, or what? I mean, my dad is, but okay. I just, I just, um, I mean, I like his, I like everything Jesse says. I yeah. just, I just feel like, you know, I mean, not saying Jesse, just well, Christians in general, a lot of them, they, um, they go to church on Sunday, and think of Sunday as the Sabbath when right. it was like when I think of the Roman Emperor Constantine, he changed it to Sunday. Interesting. So it was kind of, and then God said, you're not supposed, like, you know, you're not supposed to change the laws. Right. So, I mean, not saying blaming the accusing Jesse of anything. I just, yeah, I, I never heard him publicly address that. Yeah. Different people have asked him over the years, but he does take, you know, he's, he urges everybody to take one day a week off. And I don't think that he thinks that it matters what particular day. Um, yeah. As long as you take a day off. Um, because that's like the way that God said. So I don't think that he thinks that it's... he's. I know that Jesse Lee Peterson is not legalistic. And that could be considered like a legalistic thing where you're picky about it has to be this day and stuff like that. Um Maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong about that, but I just noticed that the people who, who do, like the Seventh-day Adventists, and they're not the only ones, but there's a lot of people who have these rules, and they obey these rules, but then they don't even obey the Spirit. Like, they still have anger and judgment and all that stuff, and that's the basic. Um, it reminds yeah. me, there's, there was this time where Jesus was confronted or confronting you know, the, the um, intellectuals, the intellectual Christians, or actually there were Jews at that time, the intellectual Jews of his day, and they weren't following the spirit, they were following the letter. And they, uh, and actually some of these letters were like made up rules that they made up along the way. And Jesus told them, you should be, 
you should be following the basic thing while not forgetting the the le- the other details. And so he's not yeah. telling them not to. He's not telling them to throw away their rules, but to to actually remember the, like the basics. And a lot of people are not actually living as real Christians, but they're gonna jump down people's throats about different dumb rules. And you see it all the time. But, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. I appreciate the question. You watch Church with Jesse Lee Peterson? Yeah, I watch it. Nice. Every Sunday. Yeah. You you go to church it, on Saturday? Um, I mean, I would, but um, I, there's not really any churches, like, yeah. that find, like, suitable. Like, a lot of them are either liberal or, like, the pastors, they're kind of, like, fake woke. Right. Like, they, I mean, that's a, you know, like, you know, they just, they'll talk about God. It's kind of like this, they, they have the knowledge, but they don't, they're not really living it, or they don't, I don't know, it's like they don't know for themselves. Right. They just, it's like, it's like going to college, and you have the professor <laughs> saying, I'm an expert, and then they don't really, they really, you know, they have all this knowledge and don't really have applied it before. Right. I know what you're talking so about. I, yeah, so I haven't really found a church that, I like, I'm willing to go to, but I watched Jesse's, um, if I find one, I'll go. Yeah. But, yeah. Right on, man. You living on your own? Uh, uh, I, I live with my sister. I mean, we like roommates, but okay. I'm out there. Yeah. Right on. It's good to hear from you. Are you going to come to the um, 30th anniversary thing? I heard, I don't know, is it settled yet? It's going to be... I, it's likely to be early October, our 30th anniversary, right. Bon. But we will we will announce it formally once it's all settled. But okay. if you're able to, to to join us, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I'm 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 in school right now, so okay. I mean, I mean, it's been it like a weekend. Yeah, and I have the money. I'll try to come. Right. But I always on. wanted to go to LA. Nice. How old are you? 21. Cool. Nice age. <laughs> to quote Jason. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> Thank yeah, you, Ryan. Well, um, no problem. You respect your dad? Yeah. Um, I called Jesse's show before. I, I told him I forget my mom and my father. So, yeah. like, I'm not one of people who just pick one thing and is like, oh, Jesse doing this. I, like, I agree with his message. I just, that was one thing I had um, questions about. But, yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you said that your dad is Seventh Day Adventist. It didn't sound like you necessarily were. No, I are you, just are you white or black or what? Uh, I'm black. Okay. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, I you just know who like, else is Seventh Day Adventist is uh, Ben Carson, Doctor Ben Carson. Really? That's what I heard. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because um, even as a like, because only really started like. Like following Christianity, like 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 this past November, but like as a kid, I always I always like felt that like because where I was from, I was always around a lot of Jewish people, so I just felt like I'm like, how come Christians go to church on Sunday when all the Jews they go to the synagogues on Saturday? So yeah. it always it always confused me. I'm like, like Christianity is based off of Judaism. I'm like, right? I, it never made any sense to me, and, and then so I just like. I always, yeah, always, like for me personally, I always keep the Saturday as my Sabbath day. Right on. So you take the day off? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do no homework or nothing. I just chill. That's cool. Right on, man. That's a good, it's part of having a balanced life, I think. Yeah. I respect that. Cool, Ryan. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks. I am going to—oh, no, I'm not. I'm, should I open the—hey, <laughs> guys, you want to watch a blank screen on DLive and then, like, me open the treasure chest at 55 after, at five minutes still? <laughs> I, you guys have been giving me diamonds over the night time, some of you. Thank you. <laughs> I guess I'll do that. Why not, right? I'm adding 50 
lemons to the chest. So, not now, but in 20 minutes or so, I'm going to open the treasure chest on DLive. But keep YouTube going. <laughs> I guess. Uh, let me read a few super chats and then, uh, because I don't want to go over, Joel's going to yell at me. And I can't handle that. Marcus Jones sucks. And I hate to say that, Marcus Jones. I don't believe, I don't believe that. <laughs> but that's his name. I can't help it. <laughs> Says, when do we get two hours of hake with some Joel slash Nick? It's a good question. When my beta back heals up, let's say that. Maybe for Easter. I don't know. It's gonna... I would need to take a, like a bathroom break at the top of the hour. And we would need to be able to turn on the AC. So when it warms up, because when I turn on the AC, it gets cold outside the studio, but it gets warm in here. Because I breathe a lot of hot air when I'm talking. Giovanni A says, here, thank you, Marcus Jones S-word. <laughs> Stinks. Marcus Jones Stinks says, oh, he said the same thing twice. Thanks, man. Lin Yun Chin, like quality of life, the drop yo hate and end up and up the rate of white baby birth, their imagination leads innovation, which naturally improves quality of life. It's not racist. Just raise it. Oh, raise the quality of life, drop your hate and up the rate of white baby birth, says Lin Yun Chin. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. My voice cracked like Elizabeth Warren. Um, hot computer smell. Monica Lewinsky was Bill's emotional support fling. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that. Thank you, hot computer smell. Noah's Arkansas Open the Obama chest. All right. And L. Finn says, Get behind me, thoughts. Right on. So, here is this about Bill Clinton. I hated this, by the way. Uh, Daily Mail, I read to you, and I really butchered the story, I felt. But I don't know, maybe I'm just overreacting. Um, Bill Clinton said that he got with Monica Lewinsky because of the stress of the job being president. Uh, and here they are. And you know what, it's funny. This, I got this photograph. It's a White House photograph of Bill Clinton in the Oval Office with his intern, Monica Lewinsky, from back in 1998 or so, maybe a little, maybe a little earlier. Um, and they have a red circle around where his hand is, right above her hip, like at the small, around the small of her back. <laughs> uh, and there's another photograph from the Clinton Library of him with Monica Lewinsky. I never thought of her as being pretty back in the day. But now, I don't know if my standards are lower, but she's kind of pretty back then, now. <laughs> but anyways, he said, man, it, it, this is what he says, because they, Hulu, Hulu is an outlet that says that is coming out with these, you know, TV shows. Well, they did a documentary on Hillary, right? And Bill Clinton is Hillary's husband. I almost said wife. And he said, quote, Bill Clinton, the former president, said, Counseling was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but it was necessary. She deserved it, referring to Hillary. Chelsea deserved it, meaning his daughter, who was 18 at the time that she found out. And I needed it. And I guarantee you he did not get counseling with Jesse Lee Peterson. You know, I go to a lot of his Jesse Lee Peterson speeches. He does great speaking. You should... Uh, bring him out to your um, college, university, place of business, um, Republican club, Groiper club, Bear club, <laughs> um, Infowars club, uh, Tea Party club, or whatever, Christian club. Bring him out to speak there, where you are. It's, it's excellent. But I've heard him speak, and sometimes he mentions that Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, says, or, or actually who, he went to the White House to meet with Bill Clinton after Bill Clinton had this scandal, affair, adultery, with um, Monica Lewinsky. Bill Clinton was in his, what, 50s? Monica Lewinsky was in her early 20s. And Bill Clinton was married, had a 
had a daughter, Beta. <laughs> Is that his real daughter? I don't know. It was 49 and 22. Wow, impressive, Joel. Um, so he was 49. I didn't realize he was that young. He looks... He, he would always wear... Depending on where he went, he would dye his hair more white or more gray. <laughs> it seemed like it, because sometimes his hair was white, sometimes his hair was gray. Here his hair is a little bit more gray. But sometimes it was a darker gray. It seemed like they were dyeing his hair. That's what I heard. And I was a kid. High schooler. Kid slash high schooler. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, Jesse Jackson went to the White House after he did this to... Maybe he counseled, maybe he counseled with Jesse Jackson instead of Jesse Peterson. But um, Jesse Lee Peterson says that he believes that Jesse Jackson told Bill Clinton, right on, brother, I did it too. And they bumped fists because um, Bill Clinton was the first black president. It was considered. And Jesse Jackson had cheated on his, had a baby out of wedlock, right? With his wife, I think. Not with his wife, but with a woman, not his wife. While he was married, Jesse Jackson. Anyways, that's a side note. So here's the timeline. November 95, President Bill Clinton, age 49, engages within a, in an affair with White House intern Monica Lewinsky, age 22. 95. March 97, the affair ends. Two years, well, a year and a half later, according to Lewinsky. That's what she claims. She said they engaged in sexual encounters on nine occasions. September 97, White House employee Linda Tripp begins recording their, her conversations with Monica Lewinsky after she confided in Tripp about the affair. January 98, Lewinsky signs an affidavit stating that she never had a sexual relationship with Bill Clinton. This was the request of attorneys representing Paula Jones, who had accused Clinton of sexual harassment in 94. Wow, so she lied too. Shouldn't she be in jail? She signed an affidavit. Isn't that legally binding or something? I don't know. January 17th, 1998. News of the scandal. First breaks on Drudge Report. I told you Drudge Report stuff. Real news. Uh, at least 1998 they did. January 98. Drudge Report publishes allegations that Lewinsky had kept a garment with Clinton's something. I'm censoring that because this is a family show. And I wouldn't have played that clip of that homeless man doing that thing on the Jason Lee Peterson show. And neither would Joel. We're too classy for this. <laughs> um, this story is picked up by major news outlets. January 98, Clinton denies the affair while standing with his wife Hillary at the White House press conference. He says the famous line, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Still January 98, Hillary appears on the Today Show where she defends her husband and calls it the vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced his run for president. Now there's a vast left-wing and rhino-wing conspiracy against Trump. President Clinton says in a press conference in February 98 that he will not resign from office. And uh, I'm okay with that. Um, August 98, blood sample is taken for a DNA test. Dang. Lewin for on Lewinsky's blue dress, okay? Stains. Lewinsky begins to testify before the grand jury, August 98. Clinton testifies that he admits to inappropriate intimate contact. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. January 99, the Senate begins the trial. February 99, the Senate acquits, acquits President Trump on both charges of perjury and obstruction of justice, even though he did perjure himself. Ah, ridiculous. Let me get to Ed out of Oklahoma. But, but the po my main point is, he is, like, admitting all these faults and things like this. And he was at fault for the stuff that he did wrong. But he's, like, kissing up to the victimhood of Hillary and, and um, Monica Lewinsky a little bit. And, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's doing this counseling thing. He's not doing the right counseling. The only counseling that you should go to is, is uh, rebuildingtheman.com slash counseling. And don't even rely on that too much. 
Anyways, Ed out of Oklahoma. Ed, how are you? Hey, Hank. Hey. Doing all right. How about yourself? Doing fine. Hey, uh, I had a question real quick. Is Finn good? I don't think so. So I'm just wondering, because I tried to call when Jesse was on, but it was pretty busy. Yeah. Um, so if Finn is not good and no person is good, doesn't that make Jesse a sinner? No. It doesn't? Right. You see what I'm saying, right? No. <laughs> I mean, I see, but you're jumping to conclusions about about everything that is not sin is not necessarily good either. Human beings are not good. Right, but sin isn't good. I just think it's... So you're I just assuming that just because sin isn't good and no man is good, then man is sinner? All men are sinners? Yeah, everyone's a sinner. No, like, when I, that's when not I true. When I talked to Jesse a while... Uh, go ahead. That's not true. Every man is not a sinner. Well, that's there's, against. There's, you're going against the Bible, Ed. Okay. Well, let me. Where does it say? Where, where does it say that? Uh, where does it say that? Tell me in the Bible where it says that. It's, that I'm going against it. It says in. It says in First John that um, anyone who is born of God does not sin anymore. does not sin anymore. Right. But that's that's not necessarily true because there's... Do you... Okay, let me ask you So this. the Bible is not necessarily true? I'm saying... No, I'm not saying that. Let me ask you this. Do you, have, do you agree like... Uh, if you have thoughts that are bad, is that a sin? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Because when I said that to Jesse, he told me that... that because that I am still a sinner, but he says that our thoughts are not ours. I'm trying to make two plus two equal four, and I'm having trouble with it. See what I'm saying? No, I don't. Because you're, like, jumping to conclusions about what sin is and thoughts and all that stuff. Okay, but if, uh, like, I don't consciously... But you, but you did, but you, you did outright... I don't... Hold on, Ed. I'm sorry? But you did outright contradict what the Bible said. Because you said it's not necessarily no. true. What I I quoted you basically verbatim what it said. Well, because there's word people for word. that claim to be born again but still sin. True. There's a lot of liars. Most but, people like, are. My point is though is I don't consciously sin. I know, but that's but not. I a, do have most people don't. Do most people don't. <laughs> Hold on, Ed. That's no, not I'm a saying, good qualifier. Whether you consciously sin or not, this doesn't I, mean you don't sin. But I have I have thoughts that are bad. Like if I'm angry and want to hurt someone, uh-huh. that that could be considered sin. But if my thoughts are not my own and I don't put them there, is it really sin? I don't know because I just told you I don't know what whether thoughts are sin. Yeah. Yeah. But you see what? But you understand what I'm saying? How that can be confusing because yeah, if you're I think I think sinning, Ed. I think the I think. The reason that you're confused is that you're an intellectual. You're not spiritual. You're you are are no, not. I'm I'm far from an intellectual. I no, yes, you are. Graduated high school and didn't go to college. I know, that, but unfortunately, that's no protection from being an intellectual. The Pharisees didn't go to high school or college, and they were intellectuals. They were. They well, were, I'm, there's a well, lot of intellectuals. What is the criteria for being an intellectual? Not being spiritual. I think. Well, uh, that's my I guess. don't know. Then, then I'd have to say you're probably wrong on that one. Okay, because but I'm you're not. But you're spiritual. not because if you're confused about what it means to sin and what it means to be born again and all that stuff, that means that you are in a confused state. You're blind. Well, see, here, and here's, so here's and so what my I'm my at. point in bringing that up, Ed, is that you're trying to figure out Christianity and figuring it out is not the right way to go. I don't no, think I it's the right way to go. I, you know what I point, mean? There's a point that I'm getting to that I'm trying to lead to, and the point is, is that if you celebrate Christmas and Easter, you're consciously sinning. You've gone out of your way to commit sin. That's a so silly. for Jesse to say he doesn't Ed, sin, that's an outright lie. Ed, that's silly. No, it's not silly. The Bible specifically tells you 
doesn't tell you to do any of that stuff. All of that stuff is sin. Yeah, but They're you're but you're holidays. a sinner yourself. You're not one to judge what sin is. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm not holding How, on. Hold no, on. No, I'm not hold holding on. on for that. <laughs> I'm well, jumped off of, and I'm done with that point. <laughs> Well, when Jesse, when no when, wells, uh, no wells, man, you admitted that you're a, confused and blind. So, uh, so that's you're not true. you're just like what I was talking about with that man who asked about people going to church on Sundays, um, breaking the Sabbath. I said, I said that that's like this legalistic stuff. When in reality, a lot of these people that are jumping down people's throats over these silly rules following are not even living it themselves. And you admitted that you're confused about it. You're not living it yourself. And you're no, I'm you're... confused about Jesse's approach. I'm not confused about mine. But you are. But you're living in a confused state. Not really. I'm confused about Jesse's approach on what he is calling a sinner and what so he's then, not. So then, you shouldn't be uh, judging Jesse. I'm not judging anyone, and uh, you are supposed to judge. Even Jesse says No, I that. know, but if you're in a confused state, you shouldn't be judging, because it, you won't, are not judging with right judgment. Jesse is Only Christians me. should judge, but you're not a Christian. State. I, I, know, I know what it is. I know that Christmas and all those holidays are, are satanic, and they shouldn't be celebrated. But, so how can but, you so are you, celebrate but you're satanic, too, though. You're satanic, too, though. How am I satanic? You're more satanic than Christmas. <laughs> how? I don't know because how, but I, I just know it. <laughs> because I have a bad thought? No, because you're evil. You're blind. I'm evil because I'm blind. What am I blind to? You're going to have to find that out for yourself. You should call wow. Jesse about this, now. though, man. You can't just say stuff and not have Yeah, I can. Yes, I can. This is my freedom of speech. This is America. <laughs> And, so, I'm, and I'm dead serious, Ed. You gotta know yourself and not be like <laughs> judging Jesse on this petty, dumb stuff. No, Jesse judges everybody. And he I know, but he's but he's a Christian. He can Christians are supposed to judge the world, but you're not a Christian. I'm not. Now, now, now you're just making assumptions. How are you calling me not a Christian? I think it's a fair assumption to make, though. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. Okay, I don't that's Christmas cool though. But you should really, and... you should really talk to Jesse about this, because I'm maybe an expert to, not on this though. But yeah, I do. But I, de I, I definitely know that it's. It, last time I tried to talk to Jesse about it, he did exactly what he says that the blacks do when 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 they want to compare themselves to white people. He started asking about my personal life instead of answering the questions I asked. Because him. your personal life is out of control. How is it out of control? Because if you were solid in your personal life, you wouldn't be complaining about Jesse asking about your personal life. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just pointing out the facts. But facts are not truth. Well, you're pointing out facts to exactly you're, what you're pointing did. out facts to hide from the truth. No, the truth is is he started trying to talk about my life instead right. of answering the questions I asked him. Because, you know, this, this, whole Christ, this whole Christmas thing is kind of dumb. Okay, well, when you start how, overlooking how, all how come things, you How come you listen to the show, Ed? I'm sorry? How come you listen to the show? Why? Why do I listen to the show? Yeah. Jesse, I agree with Jesse on nearly... Probably eighty percent of the stuff he says, but then when he brings up, there's certain things he brings up that I don't really agree with. Are but you black or white? All people. I'm sorry. Are you black or white? I'm mixed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. But I have white skin. I probably would pass for a white guy. Passing. <laughs> a fellow yeah. white. Hey, Ed. I mean, I like yeah. talking with you. I gotta go. Let's talk again. I'm going right, to open the treasure chest. Yeah. Right. Thanks, man. It's, it's pretty interesting. Right. Even though, but you definitely need to call Jesse again. Have another try. And just be open about your personal life, too, if that comes up. Because he is well, the host. The he, can, is, he can talk I, about what he what likes. I tried last time, and he got defensive and started coming at me. No, but you're, no, but to be honest, that's kind of snake stuff to, like, say, oh, he got defensive. But he did. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. He doesn't uh, tend to he, actually he, get I don't defensive. Know if he can re <laughs> I, 
I mean, I remember it pretty clearly, but I yeah, mean, I know, but we can. Yeah, but you're misjudging the man, and you and okay. you got to talk to him about about him. I'll try again. I'll try again yeah. next week. And you can call me about about me and about like our understanding of the Bible, but in reality, it's just. Do you want to discuss the Bloom? Do you want to discuss the Bloomberg issue we were having? Uh, another time, yeah, Sunday okay. if you can. I'm Sunday. running out of time. I'll, I got to open the treasure chest. I might chest. be busy Sunday, but if not, I'll get a hold of you next week. Yeah, that'd be great. Ed, nice talking All with right, you, bro. man. All right, All take right, care. Uh, I'm opening the. Can you do, do that thing? Do that thing. <laughs> I'm opening the treasure chest, and you're getting a, a blank circle screen thing. And meanwhile, I'm getting to Victoria out of Arizona. Victoria, thank you for calling. Hi, James. Hey. It's me. <laughs> Hi. I wanted to ask you, did, are you unaware that Bill Clinton has a son who's half black? I forgot about that. I don't know if it's, so, I don't know if it's yeah. factual. I don't know if it's true. Oh, it he is. does look a little bit like him, and it it's could well proven. be. I don't it's know. been proven through DNA. I don't know if it has, but okay. Appreciate yeah. the reminder yeah, thing about up. that You'll story. See. He's been on yeah. the Jesse Lee Peterson show, by the way. I brought him yeah. up. Yeah, um, I remember. What's his name? Yeah, Bill Clinton's son. <laughs> yeah. he's younger. He like he's him. younger though than Chelsea, so he's not a real man. Yeah. He made a girl first. <laughs> uh huh. That's right. <laughs> and um, I don't know his. I I listened to him before and he said that he remembers as a little boy how around Christmas or his birthday time these guys would show up in a really nice car and get out with their suits and give him gifts and money to his mom and stuff. Danny Williams. I think it's D-A-N-N-E-Y. Danny Williams. Yeah, something like, well, no. Yeah, Danny Williams. He was on the Jesse Lee Peterson show and he has a son. Danny. I think he has a son or a child or two himself. I think he maybe out of wedlock. He looks more like Bill than Chelsea does. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy that looks a little bit like Chelsea that is not Bill Clinton, and they look so similar. I mean, Very. I'm not, I don't know. I don't really like to speculate, but it's just funny. I don't either, but, you <laughs> it's know. Kinda I, like, uh, it's kind of like, um, who's that guy? Frank Sinatra. Uh, looks a lot like that guy who broke all those me- hashtag Me Too stories. There's, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's um, Danny Williams. Some similarities. And there is Bill Clinton as a little boy. Not, a, not that yeah. little. But <laughs> yeah, and I think it was evil for Hillary not to allow Bill to have any more communication or he just remembered well, that I mean, Bill, was- Bill, if he were a man, could override Hillary. Beta! Yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> but she's beta, too, so, you know, she's just more aggressive. Yeah. See, they look alike, see? Yeah, they, they kind of do. But, you know, who knows? A lot, of, a lot of young men nowadays are growing up not knowing their father, never even meeting their father. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. But like I told Jesse earlier, men are so important because, you know, women, they're just so messed up, James. Just yeah. don't ever get married unless this woman is born <laughs> again. Don't oh, do I it, see. okay? I and don't know. That means have, don't get married. <laughs> I mean, I, no. I mean, don't don't like get involved with a woman. And I know that you've got more intelligence—not intelligence, but you have more wisdom than that. You know. I appreciate it, Victoria. Guy, that day, it scared me when I was like, "What do you mean you're not going to have white babies? Maybe or not get married?" Oh, yeah, I just say who knows, because nobody knows the future. If I start living right, who knows? Anything is possible. I know, you may. But anyway, I love you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it, Victoria. I'll talk to you later. God bless you. You too. Bye, brother. Take care. You know, The Fallen State is having an episode out today, I believe, right? Um, With uh, Ben Glebe. I I watched this episode. It's interesting. I think that... Ben Glebe is funny when he's not nasty. But nowadays the liberals are so angry and so they're nasty and they lose their funniness. It's interesting how that happens. Um, Anyways, I just wanted to mention that. But it is going to be an interesting, 
interview, regardless of whether you think Ben Glebe is funny in this or not. Marcus Jones stinks. <laughs> I'm butchering his name on purpose. Set, s- press one to send prayers for Hake's beta back or Bet's back. Thank you. Hillary, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Bill. <laughs> I messed up. Uh, Rafa says, BB Bear, Big Bear says, said it the best. We don't know the whole truth. We only have a perspective of the truth. Amazing. Malkuth X, faithful supporter. Hake, wash his hair with palm olive dish soap. Wow. Is that advice? Or is that an accusation? And congrats to the uh, luckiest followers on DLive. I'm sorry. There's 27 people online on DLive. Reed Johnson, Mr. Badger. Hey, Mr. Badger. SZQ. Man Dude, Noise Arkansas. Congrats, guys. And you know what? Let me just shout out the all-time top contributors. Jimmy DM, Noise Arkansas. Asmodor. Smoking on it, Army Ann, Psylosopher, Jordanos Desta, TNT88, Dark Side of the Bear Wet, and Mega Mortis. Thank you guys. So, Church with Jesse Lee Peterson, Daylight Savings Time means we spring forward, meaning it'll, it's gonna feel like it's gonna feel like 3 a.m., but we're getting up at 4 a.m. All right, guys. Take care.